This week, we talk about Elki Hall and how it fits into the fitness discussion. Also, we'll take the mystery out of a CAC score and check in to see how many compliments I got this week. Let's get into it. And if you think I'm going to stop telling you about all my compliments, you're wrong, baby. I got to let my hair fall a little bit. Looks like I have a five head. <laughs> yep. Well, if we're not doing the surveillance, why are we doing it? That's why what I say. Why even get up? Why even get up? Okay. So, want to hear my compliment story this week? Do I have a choice? They did. <laughs> They just keep coming. <laughs> okay, so I ran into the I ran into a dude I haven't seen in a couple of years. Well, this is a kid show. <laughs> Family program. Right. Careful where you go with this. So I ran I ran it just, you know, randomly at a gig. Uh walked up and he goes, Dude, you've been working out? First thing out of his mouth as I'm ten feet away approaching him. Doesn't even say like hi or anything. Peace. So yeah, I mean it's it's and I don't think people and so where did you guys go for dinner? <laughs> it, it's funny because I know I don't. Want, I know I can barely fit through the door because of my massive muscular frame now. But I don't want to get my head too big. Oh, so sure. you know, I'm trying to prevent that. You're but, married though, right? She'll keep you down a notch. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's what they do. You're not giving a shit or listening to any of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny because I, I look at this almost out of body. This is almost just an experiment. So I'm just noting all this stuff. I'm not even drinking in the, the praise like right. and you know, getting a big ego. I'm just going, Wow, that's interesting that that's the first thing he noticed and and had to verbalize it because it was kind of shocking to him. And I don't think people this realize is not stage, sorry. <laughs> I don't think people realize that I was really skinny before. Like right. No, no fat and no muscles, really. So, I mean, just to see any sort of beef on me at all, is people are like, whoa, what's going on? So, it's kind of fun to have that happen. <laughs> I don't know why. That just reminded me of <laughs> this, this uh, like, Spartan extreme OCR. You've heard of obstacle course racing. Oh, yep. I think it was optical character recognition in the tech world. But go ahead. Jesus Christ. It's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Jeez. When you scan a document in, such waiting as for, this. Waiting for Ogre to come out and pull your underwear over your head. Right. When you scan a document like this and it translates it into text, not just a picture, that's OCR, optical character recognition. Thank you. That has been your tech lesson for the week. Okay, stop. Just stop. Okay, so as it relates to racing. Yes. Mm -hmm. OCR, Hunter McIntyre. I didn't like him at first, but he's really grown on me. But he's a he's a hybrid athlete, super strong, super fit, super fast, cardio long for days. But anyways, he's really really good at talking smack right. and trolling people. And he posted this video of him doing. Is a competitive advantage kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. But he pulls up, or he does this video the other day, and he's doing these pull ups. He's talking about building your back. He goes, everybody's worried about abs. This is where it's at, and he's doing these pull ups, and his back is just jacked and mm -hmm. ripped. Yep. He's got like. Six percent body fat, and he goes. This is the true test of of fitness and strength as a man. He goes. He goes. If you, if I see you without a shirt on and all you have is abs, all I see is what did you just go through a juice fast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. oh, I read. Oh, I was crying. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. It doesn't mean anything. 
Well, true, because you really. You just be skinny and everyone has a, some couple muscles underneath. There. Well, right, because just the presence of the visibility of abs is just a lack of fat. Right. That's all it is. Yeah, it it doesn't, doesn't mean that you have big sure. muscles or you're strong. Right, right. Yeah, that is a good point. It's just, just pure vanity yep. or an indication of low Low body and fat. he kind of stole. There's this website called T Nation. The T stands for testosterone. Damn right it does. <laughs> and they used to have this T-shirt that said, "Any skinny nerd can have abs. A real man has traps." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny, man. I like that. All right. Well, so yeah, it's funny. See, okay. Well, me getting these compliments all the time and and focusing on it just as an experiment, not as an ego thing, but it made me think about. Well, well, okay, first, I'm going to dovetail it into another discussion. I'm going to bring up a picture here. So, oops. Okay, so here's a picture of me and my buddy, Dennis. We went to the Mighty Planet Fitness, baby, because he has a... Oh, well, you know what I thought this was? He has a black membership. You know what I thought this was? I thought we were going to do the fake weights or not Oh, <laughs> reaction video. Right. Nope, he's a legit... Well, he's like 6'4 or something. He's, you know, white, and he's been... He was a basketball player and a football player. He's 55, so. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he basically lifts just to stay strong and flexible, but he's not really going for. He's got a killer Karen haircut. Size, yeah. <laughs> Did he ask to see the manager? <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> um, so he, well, you know, I'm, I'm, the, gym, I'm the, the home gym dweller, right? That's my Right. That's yeah, my oh, yeah, you're, so you're he, out of your element he here. He sucked me into the. Into the hey, let's go on a couple's workout. <laughs> so, there's anything wrong with it? That? Was kind of fun though, because and I don't know. I was going to ask you. I know you go to a gym, but you still work out pretty much solo, right? Unless you're doing like a CrossFit thing, CrossFit's with, a group. with a group. But yeah, I don't ever have a. But what he did was I don't ever have a lifting partner. Right. It was kind of fun because he's been lifting up weights forever, and he's like, "Hey, I got this cool like upper body routine. Why don't you just follow me around?" So you know, he would do it, and then I would just be one station behind him doing whatever amount oh, of Oh, so you guys weren't spotting like to failure? No, we did like a okay. circuit because he does like whatever kind of weight you can do comfortably and fin plus it's all machines there except for dumbbells. But they go up to 45, right? <laughs> Actually, like a hundreds, I think. No, they do not. I, they used well, to stop at 70. Maybe 70. Yeah, okay. I guess I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't use it. I'd be past. shocked if they. I did 45s for, you know, like incline presses or whatever. Sure. And then I was curling 30s and 35 so um but when we used m some different machines i did some trap like press downs and stuff okay or uh tricep press downs and things and holy crap my triceps are killing me two days oh, later even which is good because it forced me to work the muscles from a different angle than my normal home workout mm -hmm. which is always the same right yep so i completely like different parts of the muscle are totally sore for sure so it was kind of cool just following him around and doing a circuit that he's used to doing um and it was really quick it only took like 25 minutes because he he kind of does a he doesn't rest a lot he just kind of so goes hit, right to the next thing hit. and yeah, yeah. Go, and just boom 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 or so or a planet fitness version of hit yeah and it was a lot you know we did like 30 sets total you know we did three rounds of like 10 different things so it was pretty cool um, so, you know, that was one thing I was 
kind of surprised by how much I liked was training with somebody. Oh yeah, and doing the same workout. It's accountability. Well, because it, and there's also a little bit of competition. It's like, okay, well he's doing it. Like he's six four and been lifting weights for thirty years, right? Mm-hmm. So when he walks up and does the the oh he also did rows like sit down rows okay. on the machine. I don't want to have to move the knee the oh yeah so you're gonna up. I want to just get on and form be damned. <laughs> well, but I want to try because I know he's watching my form because he's you oh, know, sure. trying to kind of yep. school me as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do it with nice solid form too. So if I have to go down and wait, then that's a failure, right? So it kept me lifting as much as i could and you just described why crossfit works oh yeah because it's a group setting right and then when you're done there's a huge whiteboard and you got to put your score Ooh, public humiliation oh it is yes so that brought me to this discussion well and then the funny thing was i took this picture purely to send to the other two guys in the band and i said hey any any out of shape band members feel free to join us at our next couples workout crickets (laughs) Well, and, you know, I was just being silly, but it made me think about does shame motivate, you know, is shame a better motivator than the compliments I'm getting on the re- on the back end of, you know, having lost some weight and built some muscle? They're both short-term. So They're both short-term motivators. Right. So I kind of looked up some, you know, some research on that, on whether or not shame is productive or not. Because I don't know, honestly. Like, it is. I, and I feel like, you know, when you've coached people, you've, you have to kind of tailor it to the person. Because, mm-hmm. you know, some people will, be, will, like, run away crying and never call you again mm-hmm. if you're too mean. Yep. And some people thrive on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you kind of have to know yourself and know the people that you're interacting with if you're going to choose shame or praise or some combination of both. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So I'm going to look at this article about, um, you know, whether shame is is productive or not. Um, this this article I think is is pretty um, pro shame, right? <laughs> so it says shame indicates your vulnerabilities. First, shame shows you what you believe about yourself and what your vulnerabilities are. We all have our weak spots, and when you think about it, wouldn't you rather be aware of them than not? And like. Uh, throws an Eleanor Roosevelt quote in here. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. When you feel shame, you are subconsciously consenting to what was said about you. That's true because if somebody just says something and you know it's bullshit, you just go, well, whatever. You, right. don't, you don't feel any shame. Right. But if you f- agree and you feel like they're on the money, then you do feel shame because then the criticism You only is, feel shame if they're right. If it's valid. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So that's good because then it causes you to have to confront that. Oh, here. People don't fat shame skinny people. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, that clarifies it. Puts yeah. a, that puts Just a fine point on it. Close the window. Right. <laughs> what else you got? Yep. Okay, number two, shame deflates your ego. That, that's true because if somebody's super, super egotistical, they'll just blow it off and act like it's not. Oh, yeah. An accurate thing. Yeah, and then go home and eat Oreos. To your detriment, <laughs> right. typically. So that's something you want to try to keep in check, right? Um, I remember one time I was, and I can be the I can be the uh, coach, the old football coach kicking the cans over and, and mm-hmm. yelling and stuff. That's kind of my method of motivation. So I remember being in the studio, we were recording one time, <laughs> and my singer was like, basically took me aside the singer and the drummer took me aside after and was like dude you're fucking me up you know because 
if I'm like, do it better, you that sucked, you know, that was my motivation. Oh. And, but it was causing diminishing returns because when you're singing in a studio setting, you have to be relaxed and confident. Right. And I was destroying that. Right. So I had to, uh, you know, change your method. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to hold it in. So that was, which is tough because when you hear something bad and you know, you know they can do better, you know, you want to go, come on, man, you can do better. So I had to, I had to adjust my approach there. Um, but I had no clue. I thought, oh, well, I'm just saying what works. And but it, I had to be told. Right? But it can come from a good place. Yeah. Like, well, it did. They, they wanted to have the best recording possible. Right. As did I. Well, but not even that. If you and I go lift weights and you half-ass it, mm-hmm. and I know you can do better, and I can say, that's a half-ass shitty effort. <laughs> you're, you're fucking half-assing it. You're pussing right. out. Yep. Do better. Try harder. Well, you it, can either go. And that's kind you're of shaming me, but right. It's like, or you go. Yeah. Fuck right. Yeah, I can do better. And I think saying "I know you can do better" is a good way to lightly shame someone, because that's kind of almost a compliment. Right. Saying "I know you're capable of more." But than you know this. what's worse than saying "I know you can do better"? You're just not. Is you nailed it. Yeah, right. that's good enough. Yeah. You're just you're yeah. a superstar. That doesn't do anyone any no. favors. It yeah. just sets them up for failure later in life when somebody goes, "Dude, you suck." Right. Who told you you were good? <clears throat> right. It's it's a false sense of of you know advancement or achievement that they haven't earned. It's like who told you that that was a good haircut? <laughs> and the guy's like, "Whoa, man, my wife said you look good. I like it." And then well, your buddy goes, "What the hell were you thinking?" Well, and the reverse side, you know, husbands are right. If a wife ever asks, "How does this look?" you just go, "Thumbs up." You know, mm-hmm. and and then they leave and then maybe their girlfriend has the balls to tell them, "Hey, why are you wearing?" But then they're that? not mad at the girlfriend, they're mad at you. Why would you let me leave the house in this? I just say there's no right answer. So I was, it was a trap from the beginning. <clears throat> I just, the safest is I wouldn't wear that, but I'm a dude. So I wouldn't wear that. <laughs> so here's another article about is shame a good motivator in recovery. So they're talking about kind of alcoholism and we're going to talk about alcohol coming up here. So with respect to that, um, so here they kind of take the tack that shame is not a good deterrent because it, uh, reinforces negative self-talk and that's kind of their you know and i read this article that's kind of the which ultimately will inhibit recovery and have detrimental effects in their opinion i I get it everyone's different for me i've had negative self-talk where i've went into the gym and went through the motions and went like left the building and stopped myself in the parking lot and went fuck you get back in there (laughs) and i literally went back in is it funny how you can call yourself a pussy like yeah. from the outside and that somehow that works like you're two different people? Right. But, and then, but now it's, why would you ever talk to yourself like that? Yeah. You know, it's not even allowed. Because it works. Right. Yeah. You're not even, not even allowed to do it to yourself in today's society. Well, it's, <laughs> and I get it. How funny is that? Mel always gets mad at me because I have a lot of negative self-talk mm-hmm. and because I beat the shit out of myself mentally and physically. And but that's you've proven that as a as a wor- well uh, working strategy, right? Because I'm hard on myself, right? Right. But Mel always says, "Would you got to stop and ask yourself? Would you say that to another person?" And I go, 
No, but I don't need to worry about their feelings. <laughs> right. Or I do need to worry you about their feelings. You can take I don't it. care. Yeah. You know, you can take it. Yes. Yeah, that's and the I, difference. And, I, and that's, where I, that's, that's where the accountability comes in. The accountability to yourself comes in. Right. Versus, mm, that's a really good looking piece of pizza. You know what? You've earned it. Right. You deserve that. Yeah. Just for being you. Exactly. No. No, you don't. Right. And here's here's an article that kind of reinforces that that point. Why telling people how wonderful they are isn't always a good idea. How too much praise can make you fail. Now, this is kind of an old man thing. Get off my lawn. You know, like with the participation. This is the participation. This trophy. is, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of our generation versus, you know, we always think that about the the next generation mm-hmm. is they're getting too much praise and they're getting coddled and all that stuff. And that's kind of what this, this article summarizes. That's their point. And that's the, th- that's how we grew up. So when we went to track and field and you got one of the, the, well, the and tr- I don't know. I mean, try I'm, ones. I'm two and, years older than you, but I never got that. Like if you got, you got first, second or third, it was blue, like yellow or red or whatever. Yeah. But it. they had something. Did they was, have like a, well, maybe not where I grew. I grew up in a tiny little town in northern Minnesota, but they, yeah, they had something. But here's the point: and we, our mascot was the Indians, by the way. Well, yeah, that's no, long gone. But <laughs> when you but when you brought home the white one, it, it was white. Was the yep the ribbon? Yeah, you showed up. You were something like that. You are breathing. Yeah, yeah thanks for showing up. <laughs> but it was pulse you, was detected. But back in that day, when we were kids, when you got home with the white one. You got, did you get any real ones? Yeah, it went right in the fire. Did you get any real ones? Did you <laughs> right. win anything? Yeah. And you know what the other difference was? And this isn't always good. It's not right. But you know what the mm. other difference was? Not only when you got home, you got, you know, your parents are hard working. They're just getting home from work. They couldn't go watch. Right, they weren't there, yeah. Typically not, yeah. So <laughs> nowadays, it's like, I just sat on the sidelines because you weren't even there. <laughs> it's it, You remember that? <laughs> It's like, hey, we're you coming to the football game tonight? Are you playing? No. Then no. <laughs> Why would I go? Watch you sit on a bench? I can watch you do that here. Right. Yeah. Now you wouldn't miss it. Right. That's, yeah, that's true. Things have changed. It has changed. That's tough. You don't know which one. And really, ultimately, what we care about is the outcomes for the kid. You know, right. What's the best outcomes? Right. Obviously, you don't want to beat the shit out of them every time they don't get first place. Right. But then you also don't want to heap praise on them and give them a million dollars every time they have a participation ribbon. Right. So obviously, somewhere in the middle is the right amount of praise versus shame versus criticism versus motivation. You know. Well, I'm the parent now that goes no matter what. Right. Because what if they get in? Right. And if you're supporting them on their part of that team, well, I think just being there is on, not. Yeah. That's not... Oh, I, I'm There's I'm no there. downside for that. Right. But it was for our generation. <laughs> right. Well, and because they had to work. Well, exactly. It wasn't even... There wasn't... They didn't get shamed as parents if they weren't at every game. Right. Whereas now there's kind of that, like, oh, yeah. well, you weren't yeah. at every game. Yep. Well, what do you want your kids yeah. to all be drug addicts? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Why'd you even have kids? <laughs> exactly. You're not going to go to everything. Yep. So... Here's, a, here's kind of the summary of this of this article. It says, with all things, it's the balance that counts. This is not just common sense. The research tells us that excessive and constant praise can actually be damaging to self-esteem and personal effectiveness. That's true. All right. But but I think we we ask for it sometimes. Which one? The, to get 
shamed. Well, or yeah. Praise. Well, I think we ask for shame sometimes, but you know how we ask, please, sir. But, may I have another? But you know how we ask for the shame is. Well, like the old phrase, don't ask questions if you don't want the real answer. Mm. So, hey, what do you think of my physique? What do you think of my hair? What do you, you ask questions like that and people go, you it's only disgusting. Want the, you only want the positive right. response. It's, oh, yeah. it's disgusting. Oh, you're shaming me. Right. Then why'd you ask? Because <laughs> they want to get complimented. Right. <laughs> right. Because you already knew the answer. And that's how I know when people come up to me and say, dude, you've been working out. I know that's legit because I didn't ask. You didn't fish for it. Didn't fish for it at all. Didn't even mention it. Don't even talk about right. it. Well, I've been, well, I've been hitting the gym. You know, yep. don't even bring it up. All I'm doing is saying hi, and they and they say it unsolicited. Yep. So that seems genuine, in in my opinion. I don't want to. But if I said, "Dude, what do you think of how how am I looking?" Oh, they have to. They feel obligated to go. It looks good, dude. Right. And they're like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Hey, this honey, serial killer honey, asking me for honey. Does he look any different? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. No, I was hair longer. I think. Right. <laughs> yep. But yeah, people. Yeah, people constantly do that. Yeah. And enjoy it while you can. Right. Because I have news for you. I'll plateau. <laughs> you'll plateau. No, <laughs> yes. but not only you'll plateau, but then you're going to start running into these same people. Well, yeah. And you're going to be. Oh yeah, he's, I, I want to change. He's still fit. Yep, but then it when just you gets old news. Then gain a little bit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> then you get the pity eyes. <laughs> oh. What happened to him? He got the compliments ran out. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no more compliments. Might as well eat. So, anyways, I was that's gonna, why you got to have a good why. Right. I was going to talk about uh, well, right because. The, I know these are run out. I'm just, like I said, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Well, actually, yeah. it's really just an experiment. Right. It's kind of interesting to see it occur, but I'm not taking any of this to heart. I mean, I, well, you can. When I'm doing it in my basement by myself, I'm doing it because I want to be healthier and live longer. And that's that's it, you know? And then yeah, the, if the you're, vanity side is just a. If a you're bonus. in the mirror with the shirt off like American Psycho <laughs> right. and saying, bring on those compliments. I do love Huey Lewis, though. <laughs> I do, honestly. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, I want to talk about the Planet Fitness experience. So, I know Planet Fitness gets shat on by by real real lifters, you know. But it, you mean, it was fine. What do you mean by strong people? Right. I mean, there was actually some pretty big dudes in there, and my buddy said the one in Fargo. I can't even, believe they don't get kicked out. Well, I think it's only if you're being a douche, like if you're throwing weights around and you can't have a. Of empty milk jug with water. Well, it says that, but I can't, I can't imagine they kick anyone out for oh, that. Oh, they do. There's a compilation on the interwebs. Well, I've seen plenty of videos of bodybuilders going in there purposely getting kicked out. Oh, Just okay. to be dicks, you know? Sure. Just for a YouTube video. The but Purple l- Palace. Let me find their... Uh-oh. I saw in your search history there, it said membership information. You Well, when I had to, a, I had to sign around? I had to... Whatever they call it, log in. Long alarm to get. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's pull up this one. Okay, so here, yeah, they do make you sign in. My buddy has a, had a guest pass for me, so oh, I, okay. I but I still have to register to get. You, you said he has back. what the black membership? The black membership. What is that like? It's like is that nine dollars a month? <laughs> it's got yeah, it's nine fifty a month. Oh, okay. The regulars what four ninety nine? Yeah. Well, like you said, like we've said before, 
they're completely dependent on people who just pay and don't go. And just, that's their whole just, business They just model. want the Blue Cross Blue Shield reimbursement. <laughs> right. What the hell's going on with my shit here? Oh, you're an IT guy. Hope your boss doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's their... The lunk alarm. Okay, here's the lunk alarm, okay? It says, a lunk... Slang, one who grunts, drops weights, or judges. It even has the drink out of the water jug. Yep, it says Rick is slamming his weights, wearing a bodybuilding tank top, and drinking out of a gallon water jug. What a lunk. This is just marketing you bullshit. Had, you had a tank top on. Well, but I think they mean bodybuilding tank top. It's the ones that are like a half inch of, you know. Oh, and then they're all the way down to here. It's basically like, you know, the same amount of material like a, that would be in a Speedo. Oh, like a, you know, like, on a giant guy. Or like a stripper. Right, like spaghetti strap kind of, it's basically one thread going over, barely covers half his nipple. I think that's what they mean. But yeah, I did have a tank top on it, so did my buddy. But this, honestly, this is all marketing. I think unless you're in there literally like throwing weights around and just being super loud, I think you'd never have a problem, at least judging by my one hour that I spent there. (laughs) It's probably different in every franchise um, but i don't understand why they that i don't understand they're just trying to make it they're trying to get what they're it's doing marketing yeah. i get what they're doing i get what their marketing intent is but my question is why does it work because who does it work on it works in your average joe cubicle i know but why why are they afraid like of schwarzenegger i don't get types. that i don't get that i don't i don't understand what's to be afraid of you know what the other thing they have all over is signs that say gym intimidation their little pun and that they're basically trying to paint all the bodybuilders that are like motherfucker, and they're like throwing. Oh, you mean trying? Right. <laughs> like when you watch Pumping Iron, you know that's the stereotype that they're, you know, when but Arnold and his buddies are. I've belonged to Courts Plus for twenty years, mm-hmm. and those guys aren't there. You don't have to go to Planet Fitness to right. avoid those people. Yep. they're at Metroflex, but right. that's the that's that's that type of gym. Those, yeah, those guys, yep. and if. Yeah, I don't think it's as necessary. I think it's just pure marketing. Sure. Just to try to get your average Joe Cubicle to sign up, never go, and just endlessly pay because they feel comfortable. They feel welcomed and And unchallenged. And then January 2nd, they come in and walk on the elliptical for 15 minutes (laughs) and then go home and carb up. Exactly. Replenish that glucose. Yep. So that was, you know, it was fine. They had had dumbbells and stuff, so that that was what we used in some machines. I'd go there again, you know, if I wouldn't pay for it, but if my buddy Why wants not? to do a couple's like workout. <laughs> well, you got to stop calling it a couple's workout. That's just fun, though. It's really ruining it for me. <laughs> well, if you come, it can be a threesome. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> All right. So in other news, you turned 48 yesterday. Nope. Tuesday. Tuesday? Holy Christ. Yeah, what day is it? Okay, two days ago. Yeah. So how, on uh, the third. So you know when you turn another year, how does it feel? Exactly like it did the day before. <laughs> right. Birthday. But in your fitness health journey, it can be summed up by the day at work when hmm. people said it's your birthday. Oh, let's guess how old he is. Ah, uh, okay. I got where this is going. I got a 38, two 39s, and a 45. Hey, that's awesome. That's that's your version of what I'm getting. Right, right. You know, right. For somebody to guess 10 years younger. Right. 
I mean, that's that's massive. Yep. yep. And if I was 60 pounds overweight, had a shitty haircut, <laughs> they wouldn't, they would have said 56. One out of two isn't bad. <laughs> 50, 52. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's true though. I mean, there's something about just being heavier that makes you look older. Oh yeah. And I always get you know? 30s if I, if I shave. Well, right. Cause then you get it's, any of the grayness. Yep. Yeah. Then they're like, holy shit. What are you a hundred? I remember there were, in high school, there was a dude that had a full beard. Like, you know, and Duck he, Dynasty and style. He bought all the beer. Well, right. But, <laughs> I mean, the guy looked like he was somebody's dad. And he right. was exactly my age. I can't right. imagine what he looks like now. Well, yeah, 100. He's got to look like a grandpa. I used to always say, um, I still say it, but looking the way I look sucked when I was 18. <laughs> oh, when you looked like you were 13? Oh, well, yeah. I wanted to right. buy beer. And the, they just laugh and say, right. get the fuck out of this store. And they get mad. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, fine. And I'd yeah. leave. Now? It's paying dividends. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Like Rob Lowe. Oh, shit. Dude looks 22. Dude's like freaking 60. I know. <laughs> and, you know, I know he, he eats healthy and works out and stuff, you know, but some of that is just pure procedures. roll of the dice luck. Oh, it is. It's, you know, that, that is strictly genetics. Yeah, because then, you know, you got Steve Buscemi. He's 30. <laughs> looks like complete <laughs> crap, you know, and gotten, he's probably the same age as Rob Lowe. Right. Maybe younger. Mm-hmm. So some of that's just... Genetic it's lottery. Kind of like Baker and the the other the vegan guy. Oh, Baker and Gregor. Yeah, yeah. No Gregor's, Gregor's younger than I am. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, he isn't it? Good. And you don't want to blame it all on the veganism. But oh no, that's bad luck. It's not helping. Right, it's not helping any. But he, it um, would he'd gain like six years if he just shave his head because he's bald on top right. and then he keeps the side like yeah. a monk. Yeah, I don't know why. The just shave egg, it, dude. Skirted eggshell, right? It. Just yeah. yeah, just shave it, dude. <laughs> Give up the ghost. Yep, it's over. It's over, Johnny. Either that or just grow it out, just to be a total freak, put a ponytail. No, <laughs> that would really matter, right? You've you've seen him. Yeah, you've heard him talk. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I found this hilarious freaking thing the other day. It's popped up in a in a group. Um, okay, so. Have you heard of these people? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy that hasn't eaten. The breatharians. The breatharians. He hasn't eaten okay, in a year. You've heard of vegetarians. Obviously, you've heard of carnivore. You've heard of yep. vegans. This guy lives Fruitarians. On, they only eat fruit, and this is breatharians. He lives on air. He lives on air. He, he hasn't, hasn't eaten in hasn't four, eaten years. four years. Bullshit. Now, you know, we won't play the whole video. It's fake. Okay, okay, now look at where I paused the video. He's drinking his piss. You know what that is? That's there's got to be some calories in that. That's not just 100%. water. There's, you know, you, he's you doing a juice die. fast at best. You would die. Right. And he's got muscle mass, too. Right. It's a bit. Other sources, such as ancient breathwork techniques. Being well-versed in wacky wellness and spiritual topics, I've heard of breatharians before, but I've always been highly skeptical of them. Good. It almost sounds like... Are these people for real, or are they all a bunch of liars? Yes. So when my friend Jeff told me that he knew a real breatharian named Devon, a.k.a. the Black Airbender, I decided I had to meet him. So I headed to Miami to spend the day with the Black airbender and immerse myself in his extreme lifestyle these are nails like you could really hurt yourself you could yes you can i feel like they're gonna burst through my skin oh that's just distribution of weight and on surface hopefully area. by the that's end of our is. day together i would find out if this guy is a real breatharian or a total scam i still don't know if i believe you you shouldn't right i'm here to get the full experience 
Now, I'll, I'll post this video so everybody can check it out themselves. But yeah, if you look at this guy, he's not that skinny even. Right. Oh, I mean, he's got, looks like an athlete. If you, were you know, he's got decent muscle tone. Let me hear it. What um, I realized very clearly about my channel is that I really just want to inspire a shift. But what's with that hat? I mean, what the fuck's going on here? He's harnessing. He's harnessing calories from the air. He does say at one point, because she says, literally, like, how are you alive? Right? She just right. lays it out there and he goes, well, let me explain something about the air. There is gases all around us. And so basically he's, his claim is that he's extracting some type of sustenance and nutrients out of the air. No. So my question is, We're, well, obviously he's not, he's not an are, idiot because- People are getting played. He's not an idiot because if he really believed in this, he would be dead. Right. So, so what's his scam? Money. Right, but how is he make? How is he monetizing this? Oh, we're talking about it. Well, right, but <laughs> this her channel. I mean, is how is he getting for money? now for like breatharian training or something? Like, is he charged for group training? And then think about the liability. You can't encourage people to do this. They would literally people would be dropping dead. What's the? And then it's on you. What's the tagline for their marketing? <laughs> Never eat again. <laughs> Survive on air. Um, so. I'll post that video for you to watch at your leisure. You know what's next? Air is not necessary. <laughs> air, is a, air is a scam. Why, why are people overeating all this air? Air and protein. It's all a lie. <laughs> you don't need either of those things. So I found the Wikipedia thing on these guys, and uh, there's a Latin term Several called... Several have died. Inedia, or breatharianism, is the claimed... It even says claimed. It doesn't say is the ability says the claimed ability for a person to live without consuming food and in some cases water it is a deadly pseudoscience and several adherents adherents of these practices have died from starvation or dehydration no shit so people who aren't watching on youtube you can't see this right now but i'm using my fake surprised face <laughs> people have died from not eating i know or didn't drinking didn't see that coming or, yeah, or drinking yeah because some of them don't claim you don't even need the water part and as we know, you can survive without food for a long time. Remember we did the story about uh, Atticus Finch or whatever his name was back in the 30s or whatever that fasted for 382 days. Oh, yeah. And dropped like 150 but was, pounds. But, but he was medically obese. supervised. Yeah. And he took in minerals and water. And he had enough energy. He had enough stored energy in his body to last yep. that entire length. And he right. was eating some electrolytes and, or drinking some electrolytes right. and some minerals and things. Yeah. <clears throat> so totally his body different. Had, had enough fuel. That guy's not obese. Right. Exactly. I so, mean, he could fast for a month. Sure. And pull that off. But then, you know, to me, like past, I don't know, anything past like three days gets sketchy. You know what I think? You better know what you're doing. I think we've spent too much time on this already <laughs> i know but this shit is out there man i know and it's just, just weirdos i just i scam it i saw it and i'm just like nope <laughs> good stuff so that's breatharians so i don't think i'll be joining you know that's not going to be one of the diets that you try as you work your way through you know the veganism and higher carb lower carb keto carnivore breatharian probably not one you're going to try huh nope i would in fact, I'm going to go on record as to say if I was at a social gathering with a breatharian and the, they said, I only eat air. And this went on for a long time and they like just kept on. I'd probably punch them. 
I don't think I could control myself. <laughs> can hand, he couldn't no. handle that kind of stupidity. But the problem is his head would probably fall off. <laughs> right. If he hasn't eaten in four years, what's he being <laughs> held together by? Exactly. <laughs> I want to know the scam. Well, what I want is to hire one of those people, like as an insurance investigator, when people claim yes. that their back is broken and can't go to work, follow that guy around for Fuck. a week. He, he, that see lady many, stopped recording. See how many Big Macs he's eating. That motherfucker went straight to famous dams. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> he's like at Burger King. What do you want? The number two? What size? Large. <laughs> no, he's, he's, in, he's dancing, singing at a booth at Famous Dave, just licking on the ribs. <laughs> Uh, busted. <clears throat> All right. Well, I this is this is air. Air. These are air ribs. Good stuff. I, f- I found I saw another thing that made me laugh. For the people listening, it says vegan tomahawk steak. <laughs> Follow us for more recipes, and it's a tree stump with a branch sticking out of it. <laughs> it looks exactly like a tomahawk steak. Oh, that just made me freaking chuckle for some reason. And it's mm. even on a grill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's in the back of his pickup that, truck. That's oh, one okay. of those grooves with beds, oh, yeah, yeah. bed covers. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it looks like a grill. Yeah. This shit made me chuckle. <clears throat> People have too much time on their hands. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this other, some other troll asshole posted this thing the other day. And uh, I wanted to talk oh. about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those listening, I'm, this is a screen cap of Dewey's Facebook today. And it, it says... Bought a container of melon, salad, and have a... And an RX bar. Oh, all right. Is that a protein bar? Yeah. Cashier, what are you? Some kind of health nut? (laughs) Me. Do you ask people who buy Coke, candy bars, corn dogs, and cheese curds if they're on some kind of death wish? (laughs) Cashier, hmm. I guess I never thought of it that way. (laughs) He was like 70. Right. He was an old dude, and he thought he was being funny. Yeah. You know, Just giving you some shit. Being a health nut. It's giving you some like, shit. That's fine. But it's true. <clears throat> what made his brain go, well, this is just a bunch of health shit. Yeah, like it's a negative thing. Right, like it registered to him to actually right. verbalize it. Well, all that is is insecurity from his own choices. I don't know. You know? Uh, maybe, but, or just classical conditioning, where well, he's been going too, yeah. boop, boop for eight Reese's, hours a day. Reese's, yeah, and it's just Reese's. shit all day, and all of a sudden <laughs> you come up with this stuff, and it's, what is all this trash? <laughs> Did you even go in the center aisles? <laughs> Did you even see what else they have? You don't have to eat this, you know. Well, speaking of that, what, what was this? What kind of store was this? Like Hornbacher's or like a community Family store? Family fair in West Fargo. Oh, okay. Grocery store. Right. Yeah, it's, it's close to work. Right, so right. So I was crunched for time, so I just ran over there. Yeah, no, that's fine. But, uh, you know, I was going to say at a community store, this would have been even, he would have seen more candy bars than usual. But at a grocery oh, store, yeah, I mean, people buy healthy shit all the time so i don't know why he's that surprised you know and it could have just been the first thing that like popped in his head to make small talk yeah and but, he probably just didn't expect my aggressive nature <laughs> back yeah the douche the verbal <laughs> verbal right to the nose but yeah it does but raise an interesting point though that when you see it in text yeah you didn't hear my delivery either so it wasn't Probably wasn't as harsh as maybe no, it no, comes no. across. Yeah, you don't get the tone. Yeah, but it it does raise an interesting point though because you know that that is the the instinct or the first you know inclination when someone sees that that you're the weirdo. Right, right. But in a negative way. Right. Not to be praised, right. like he said, he's some kind of health. Not not like good job, dude. He's like, yeah. what, what a fucking well, weirdo. We need, we need more of this. Yeah. We need more people like doing this. Right. He should be thinking that way, but instead he's going, 
well, this guy is not normal, so that's not cool. But you know what I thought when I left is I thought his when he said, "Oh, hmm, never really thought of it that way." He's gonna now. You thought I just won him over? Yeah, he's gonna now. Right. So now, who knows? Like an hour later, he might have went. What are you on? Some kind of death wish? <laughs> right to some guy right. buying recess by the case. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just I thought it was. That's good shit. The um, last guy to come through your register that you want to say something about food. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Awesome. Well. <clears throat> Let's talk about our term of the week, the CAC score, which is the coronary artery Jack. calcium score, okay? So the reason I found out what this was was when we were talking about cholesterol and heart disease and red meat and all these things. Yep. You know, cholesterol, you know, and the statins and all that whole discussion, well, the, a lot of times, you know, the high cholesterol and lipid panel readings – or your test results are used to get you on statins and to take all these interventions that in my mind may or may not be necessary if there's not actual damage. Because really the reason that you want to be on those types of things or have those types of interventions is if you're actually at higher risk of heart attack, not just because a certain number is higher, if that doesn't actually correlate to increased risk. Now, having diving deeper into it, this is more of a actual indicator of real damage to your arteries. So like the cholesterol you're talking about, like I've, since I was like in my late teens, early twenties, when I joined the military, I've always had a skosh elevated blood pressure. Right. And my doctor, I said, doc, do we need to do something about this? And he goes, no, look. And he went, and I've been at Essentia for 20 years. Um, or Innovis at the time, but yeah, and what was it before that? Dakota, mm. Dakota Clinic. I always remember Sanford was whatever Merit Care, Merit Care, and then before that it was St. Luke's. Oh, geez. way back oh, in you're the really day. dating yourself. Anyways, yeah. he went. They still have all those records from yeah. Dakota Clinic to Innovis to Essentia, and he goes, "No, look," and he pulled up this graph, and he went, "That's just who you are of your blood pressure." Yeah. Okay. He goes, "That's just who you are." And you're operating fine. It's not changing. It's not. It's not rising. Going up right. every time I go in. Yep. Or. And I think that a lot of people, and you know, I'm very. To me, like when I see just a high cholesterol number, overall cholesterol, I just go and eh, whatever doesn't. Mm-hmm. To me, that's completely irrelevant at this point. You know, like there can be some discussion as to the ratios of some of them to right. each other. Sure. But a lot of times, people make these decisions based on ooh high cholesterol and. Time to get you on a statin. Well, what a statin is trying to do is lower the cholesterol number, but really ultimately the goal should be you want to lower your risk of heart attack. That's really all that matters, right? Well, when my cholesterol was up a little bit and my doctor wanted to put me on a statin, I said, I'll just lower it myself. You know what he said? You sure you want to do that? What? Yeah. I think he meant, you sure you want to wait? Right, for you, that time to play it. Do you want to get on it? Or do you it? think you can do that? Yeah. Or do you think you're capable of pulling that well, off? He knew I was because right. he knew my personality. <laughs> yeah. But he was saying, I think what he Are meant sure was- you want to do your own hernia surgery? <laughs> Hand me the knife, bitch. Vasectomy. Uh, <laughs> all right. I can, I'll, I'll supervise. Um, no, but I think what he was trying to say is, are you sure you want to 
go ahead and start doing all the things to to lower it, but let's do the statin now until then. Right. But you know why? Because I'm an ATM at that point. Oh, yeah. There's never been a more perfect drug than a freaking statin. You got to take it once a day for the rest of your life. And you know what's right? It'll never, it'll never be not needed because right. it'll never lower your cholesterol enough where they can go, well, you're fixed. Yep. Because then they'll say, well, the minute you know, you're off it, so you're just going to creep back up. You know why? You're, they'll never, it'll, it'll never be low enough because you're going to use it as a crutch and you won't do the right things to lower it. Exactly. But <clears throat> um, the, the statin, and then they act like there's no downsides, and we went through all the yeah negatives. bullshit. And and but he didn't, including Luckily, mental mental decline, right? Big time. But I got lucky because fitness is important to me. Yep. And he said, just be if you do do the statin, just be just be aware that your 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 training is going to suffer. And I said, mm-hmm. fuck you, I ain't yeah, taking that's, it. That's, I'm not taking it. I'm out. That's not a trade off. Yeah. So I probably would have. I might have taken it. Most people if, do. If he would, if he wouldn't have said that, I might have said, "All right, you're right. Let's just do it until I get it lowered, and then." And most people have no concept of the downside because they don't. Right. Well, right. even if they do make you aware, they say, "Sure, you might have all these negative things, but at least you won't die of the ass kicking heart attack." Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's how they get you to. And my yeah, your quality is, of life is going to go down, but you're not going to have at the, least you won't at least the you'll widow maker. Yeah, right. At least you'll live. Well, I guess if I'm forced to make a choice between those two, I guess I'll take that the statin. Right. But my argument is that it's unnecessary, and the downsides are not worth it. And especially if you're not actually having real damage, and that's what this CAC score can determine because it actually looks at the buildup in the arteries at the actual source. Um, so that's. When you look at like a lot of, and the reason I found this was because a lot of carnivores, that was their way of saying, look, people say I have an elevated risk of heart disease because that's the typically the first response when someone says I'm eating a bunch of red meat, they go, you're going to die of a heart attack, right? So they go, well, let's find out. Sure, my cholesterol, of course, my cholesterol is higher because I'm eating a shit ton of red meat, right? right? And sometimes it's just familial too. Like in my family, it just runs high. Well, uh, that's... Which... You know, but you we, can't just say it's familial because that's an actual diagnosis. Well, right. But if ever, you know, well, I guess my mom told me that. So maybe it's just bullshit. I don't know. But it, it is. <clears throat> but she's right. That's a thing. Right. But you can't just say, well, it runs in my family. You have to find out. Right. I don't know. How do you know that? You take the test. We would have known that if we would have had my friend Carlos on, who's a cardiologist. Right. And he specializes in that. Cholesterolemia, familial cholesterolemia, right. yeah, yep. whatever the hell it's called. Whatever. Okay, so well, let's get into this CAC score. So what Do this we have does, to? this well, it's just a all it is is I think you get some uh, dye injected and then they do a scan. Yeah. So it's not super invasive or crazy. Well, I don't know. You just but, said they inject a dye in there. It's a little invasive. <laughs> so and then. I wanted to go through the numbers just slightly. So basically it goes on a score of zero to 400 is the range. So what it says here is. I don't think I've ever had this. No. And I want to get this because as a person who eats mostly meat, I'd like to know and have kind of a definitive answer of, do I have any risk of heart disease? You, you, or damage to arteries. Okay. I might've had done. So, it goes from zero to 400 and it says zero, no plaque. Your risk of heart attack is low. One to 10, small amount, 10% chance of having heart disease and your risk of heart attack is low. 11 to 100, some plaque, obviously higher risk. 
moderate chance of heart attack. 101 to 400, moderate amount. You have heart disease and plaque may be blocking an artery. Your chance of having a heart attack is moderate to high. Over 400, pretty much your chance of heart attack is high. Well, when I see like Sean Baker, Saladino did their CACs, they were zero. Shut up. They were zero. No way. Yeah. They're lying. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. Well, I, you know, I'm just taking their word for it. They're doing, f- that's fake vaccination cards. <laughs> that's what they're doing. Where can I get one of those, by the way? Good thing I'm good at Photoshop. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, well, their federal, claim is they federal, were zero. Federal felony. Right. That good thing this good thing no one watches this. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, they, their claim was their their score on this on this test was zero. Let me log in. I, so I don't that it. if true, then you know that kind of pulls the whole rug out of the you're going to die of a heart attack if you eat a bunch of red meat, which I never believed anyways. But it's nice to have some type of data to, you know. And I mean, well, the thing if is, that's you, true. You that's could die of a heart attack and eat a bunch of red meat too. It's not like you're absolved from all risk either, right? But I want to get this test just to find out where I where I lie on the scale. So I'm gonna. So here's my that. question, and my stupid app, health app, won't let me log in. But here's my question: If this is all true mm-hmm. in this article, I have no reason to believe it's not. Yep. Why don't I have the test? Probably because it's more expensive and it's not just a little thing. I'm not they can worth run. it. <laughs> well, it's one, they can't just run it on the same blood they they you know use for every other test, right? You know what I mean. Whereas if you do a cholesterol lipid panel, they can just run it on the same vial that. Yeah, but if it's elevated, wouldn't this be next? You'd think, but you know, it's easier than that and more profitable for Stand. the business model. Getting on a pill that you have to take for the rest of your life every day, right? Rather than taking this test one time, a one-time payment, and then realizing, oh, shit, I don't need any of that. And then you go about your business and never come back. It's not uh, It's not very uh, Actually, beneficial to their business model. Dude, that's not true. I've had this. What was your score? I don't remember, but I've had it. You got to go because, take it out. Because, wait. Is there is there <clears throat> symptoms of the does it, if you When they do the dye, does it say it's gonna, you feel like you're going to pee? Um, let's see. What to expect? Test. Okay. Go on. What to expect? Takes ten to twenty minutes to complete. Uses a low dose of radiation. Doesn't require contrast. A special dye that is injected. Hundred percent. Oh, it doesn't need it. Okay. I had that. Often includes an electrocardiogram too, and that's really all it says about the actual test. Yep, I've had it. So I, actually, it says it doesn't require the dye. So it's actually you just basically oh, sit there and. So get, I've had the one with the dye. Okay. But I wonder if that's the same. That might score. be a different. Oh, maybe. You should call your doctor and say, "Did I get the CAC?" You know, just ask him. Yeah. And I think it can be called something else at times. I forget it has some synonyms. Um, not sure what they're called here, but I know for a fact I did that because when she put it in my IV and it started going, she said, <laughs> "You're going to feel like you're going to pee. Your, you're peeing your pants, but you're not." <laughs> I said, "Well, that's good to know." See if I can find Sean Baker's. Okay, here's. It's alarming that I don't know. <gasps> yeah, well. Tweet is from a suspended account. <laughs> is that you? Uh, no, who knows that where that was from, but. Okay, so I can see the preview of it. Dr. Sean Baker on Twitter, zero CAC score. 
A coronary artery calcium scan is regarded by many cardiologists as the best assessment for cardiovascular risk. Okay, so that was in uh, August of 2019. Oh, here it is. Okay, so we got Sean Baker's score. Okay, here's the actual photograph of the results. Zero. 13 months to the day of starting carnivore, I received a score of zero on my scan. As in zero. As in, I give zero Fs what my doctor says about total cholesterol and statin drugs. 60 pounds down, 8 plus inches off my waist, energy levels and libido through the roof. Depression and chronic knee pain is gone. I feel 15 years younger and enjoying life to the fullest. Did he just say something that grew 8 plus inches? Oh, it's off his waist. Off, yeah, right. <laughs> so I was like, now he's full of shit. So that's, uh, no, actually, this is a patient is. This isn't him. Because then he says in the description here, if you're oh, over 40, oh, you should oh, find oh. out your CAC, CAC score. Mine was zero too, he says. So just something to think about. Absolutely. Um, I'm still but, you know, if that. I was going to uh, determine whether I was going to get on a statin or have to take some other type of medical intervention, wouldn't I actually want to know if I'm at risk for developing heart disease or not? Well, yeah, of I course. would say yes. So rather than just reflexively saying, okay, prescribe the statin, I guess I'll take one for the rest of my life and, and have all those negative side effects with it just to try to avoid the widow maker. And he goes, cha-ching. Right, exactly. And he dances a little jig when you walk out of the room. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't want to say it's as evil as they're getting like a check or something, but it ensures that their business model is profitable and retains so retains that ability to be profitable. You don't think they don't get an actual check? Well, I don't know. They do. I don't. You know, I don't want to be like the tinfoil hat guy that thinks that they're slipping them funds or whatever just for prescribing Lipitor or whatever. But let's just say it keeps the wheels turning. Dude, I'm almost hundred percent certain that they do. Even if they don't, it just keeps money coming into the hospital system. You know, oh yeah, it keeps yeah. the whole thing alive. Your 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 point remains right. So, you know, if anybody out there has gotten a CAC score out there in uh, YouTube land or audio podcast land, let us know. You know, shoot a comment on this video or shoot an email to info at fitandfurious because I really want to see what some people's results have been and tell us when you have when you send in the score what your diet was at the time or like the, the previous you know six months to a year prior just so we can kind of see if there's any uh decent information in there i'm just really curious what that is and or if if, the, if people have to really really push to get this test done that's that's the vibe i'm getting is that this is not standard issue so i'm trying okay well, well if you find that we'll post it we'll post okay. it in the in the description what your results were so take your time to search or call your doctor and ask did i ever get the cac then let me know and we'll, we'll post Stupid yours. My Health app. You have to reset your password every time you <laughs> yes. wipe your phone screen. Right. That's a test of the mental mental deficiency or mental decline or not. All right. I, I guess bet. you failed. I guess. Well, no. It's I know it was the password. The problem is, is I have an iPhone, so I always use the facial recognition. Oh. And then when yep. it like, logs me out and it says you have to reenter, I'm like, reset. Speaking of... Facial recognition. I here's a great. Uh-oh. Think about compliments as far as losing weight. I've heard people have lost so much weight that their iPhone doesn't recognize them anymore. Shut up. 
That's actually pretty cool. That's freaking awesome, right? Can you imagine? It reminds me of uh, Homer Simpson when he was trying to gain weight to go on disability and retire (laughs) early. He he was he's wearing a muumuu, and then he tried to call a number, and it said, "Your fingers are too fat to use this phone." Shut (laughs) up! Please mash the keyboard with your fat hand. Shut up. So if your iPhone doesn't recognize you because you're too skinny, that's freaking awesome. Is that still a show? Simpsons? Yeah. I think it is. It is, yep. All right. Well, let's get into our topic for the week. Alcohol. Now, I am not... uh, Wait. Have you had that? Cat scan of arteries. Cat scan of the arteries? Yep. It doesn't have a score. Oh, okay. It just says no significant... Then it's probably not the CAC. No significant bunch of big words. Right. Well, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. what you want. Right. Either way, you want no significant. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever is followed. <laughs> okay. Unless so. it's brain activity. <laughs> no significant brain activity. <laughs> that's good. We recommend pulling the plug. <laughs> okay. So let's get into our topic. Now, the, I can only speak... As an observer on this, because I've never drank. Oh, I can give you. I've never drank. Many. Never examples. smoked. Never done anything besides caffeine. So I can only t- speak peripherally as it relates to an addictive personality. And I know I have those traits in me. And uh, I'm surrounded by alcoholism. It's all, it's all over my family. You know, both my parents had to stop drinking like 30 plus years ago. Because of, of my lifestyle or because or else? Well, my dad was in the VA, PTS, extreme PTSD from Vietnam. Oh, sure. So he had to, you know, he used that as a coping mechanism when he got back because he yeah, got completely right. shat on. Rightfully so, yeah. You know, by everyone pretty much. And then, you know, he lived with that for like 10 years and then sobered up in 1985. Um, got off everything. has been clean and sober since, thank God. Um. And it's funny because when I was in the band on the road, we used to, as a, just to try to sell, because we never used to sell enough booze because we were just like hair metal guys and we were just oh, like, right. but we weren't like the hard drinking blues bands that all their fans like drank a lot more. So we'd play like Cactus Jacks back in the day. And then the manager would say like, dude, you guys are awesome. But you know, this other semi kind of crappy band sells way more booze than you. Right. So we're like, okay what can we do? We got to do like team drinks. And so we would have people put water in shot glasses. Oh. And I would do, you know, fake shots sure. just to try to like, eh, let's go, let's party. And then my dad came to a gig one time and he was freaking out because he thought I'd started slamming shots. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's kind of, he's hyper aware. Sure. And very vigilant and has been, because that for him, that's what he has to be in order to, not going anywhere near it. Right. Like, cause he's a musician too. So he pretty oh. much stopped playing and just like Couldn't stays out of ours. Yep. Right. You know, so I think I made the right choice and I was, you know, 14 ish to just steer completely clear of it. Yeah. You saw what it did. So that's my, you know, kind of experience with alcohol in general. And I honestly felt like I haven't missed out, you know, like every time I would, I remember writing checks to, cause I was always the band leader. I would write checks to some of the guys and then I would go, well, okay, you get four fifty. Okay. You get four fifty. Uh, you, you owe $20. Cause your tab was four seventy <laughs> after playing this club for a week. And then they would go, shit, I made negative $20 this week for an entire week of playing at a gig. Um, 
you know, so I've seen a lot of people waste a lot of money and do a lot of stupid things. And I think that's only reinforced me not wanting to just even just see, get involved, yeah, right. you know? So for me, I think, and plus the fact that I'm the, I got to eat one Oreo, if I eat one, I'm eating the whole box. Yep. I think that also applies to cases of beer. Well, for sure. So for absolutely it does. I, I know that about myself. Like when, if I drink now and I have, if I did, I would have, oh, that's not entirely true because I, I actually drank, I had two beers on my birthday and I only had two. Right. But normally on a Friday or Saturday night, if I go out to eat or something and I'm going to have, it's, yeah. It, it's just on. I just go until I'm done. And then done, or, done is sleepy time or pass out or yeah, everybody's like, go to bed, idiot. No, done is like at my age now in, in my experience, done is, okay, I better stop. Oh, and the fact that you can recognize that even in that state is right. pretty impressive because most people can't. Because the thing that's making the decisions is the thing that's being de- you know, depressed or working not right. as sharply. Right. You know, so that's why people drive. I used to not be able to shut it off. Um, By the way, did you hear about the lady that runs the sober drive service that <laughs> crashed her car into a power pole? Yeah. All oh, the irony. It was so ironic. <laughs> I, uh, but no, my whole hang up with, and the reason I'm fascinated by this subject is not, well, it is the, the, the effects it have a, has on physical or per athletic performance. Right, and then we're going to tie it back to the fitness side, too. And, I, and, and we can touch on whatever you want, but I, I kind of wanted to keep it there because mm-hmm. that's what I find so fascinating. There's, but the fascination for me is twofold. The first fascination is what it actually does. And I don't have this study, and I Googled my ass off for like four minutes, and I couldn't <laughs> find it, but there was a USA – Olympic hockey did a study where they actually biopsied muscle Mm. after working out in a program for like four weeks. And then at the end of the four weeks, they biopsied the muscle and they tested it. And then they recorded those results. Then they took the same people, same workout, and they did it again for four weeks, but this time they drank every night. Like it just did before bed or whatever. Yep. After the four weeks of drinking, they come. Not only did they make no progress in the next four weeks, they completely lost the progress they made in the first four weeks. Oh shit! Everything Damn. gone. Wow. I find that fascinating as hell. But what I also find from a from a psychological standpoint, mm-hmm. what I find super fascinating is the amount of people that I know in my life, and they know who they are, who think. Talking to you, Larry. God damn it, Larry. Who who don't think that that's true. Right. Because they justify their asses off. Well, I, even as a person who's completely sober and never drank, I would have never guessed that that was true. No, no, no. That's crazy. But you would have never guessed it's true. They didn't either. They still won't accept it. <laughs> oh, just Bullsh- because. Not me. Right, just because they want to justify their. They want to keep drinking. Yeah, right, okay. It's like, well, do you really want to be a good marathoner? Well, yeah, but I can still drink and do that. Fuck, you can. You can't. Right. You can't. Right. Stop trying to make your own rules. It's like trying to be fit and fat. Yep. And, or healthy and fat. You mm-hmm. can't. 
Exactly. So it's the same thing with drinking. You cannot be optimal. You cannot be the best you in terms of physical fitness and be even a social drinker. I think that's exactly the point. And that sums it up perfectly. Like here's the this article on drinking and fitness. Okay, it says uh, talk to most PTs and they'll tell you, a personal trainer, I assume that means, right? PT. Yep. And they'll tell you the best thing you can do to achieve optimum fitness is to ditch the booze. Now that's, I think, just said as, a, as an observer. I didn't observer, see this ahead of time. No, way. exactly. But I think that's my <laughs> assessment of it as well um, is sure, you can drink and still probably be fit. You can still drink. You can still drink and be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. You it's, can still but it's look gonna good. slow you down. It's gonna yep. it's gonna it's going to affect your gain, so don't act like it's not. So if you want to get your gains in the most optimal manner in the quickest manner, then booze is only going to slow inhibit that and slow it down. If you if you want to drink enough, like you said, it's going to <sighs> reverse it or right. eliminate right. the gains, which and, that's and, crazy. And in that hockey study, they weren't even getting hammered. It was like three or four social. So, but if you want to run, if you're a decent marathon runner and your goal is to run a sub three hour, 26.2 mile marathon, you can't drink. So you can't. Well, like how long before during the like six months prior or like what, what do you think? It's, it's individualistic. Right. But I mean, it's going to depend on the individual. Just ballpark. But if your, if your current marathon is four hours or over four hours and you want to run a sub three, Never. So you're thinking like a year before, like, I mean. Yeah, six months for sure, maybe. Right. I don't know. I don't right. know. But I don't it's know not what, so, Well, I'm just trying to. It's hard to quantify. I don't want people to say, oh, I can quit a week before the marathon. Yeah, never. No. no. So it's somewhere between well, you, but, a month and a year. How long is probably. it going to take to go from four hours to sub three? How long would it take to train that? Right. So whatever. That's how long you can't drink. Exactly. Okay. That makes, yeah, that, that clarifies it because then if it would take you a year to reduce your time by an hour, which is significant. I mean, that's 25% reduction and every five seconds is a, you know, massive achievement, especially when you get closer to three hours, right? Yep. Going from 3.30 to 3.15 to three is way harder than going from four to 3.45, and it's, right? And it it's super, super, I use the marathon example well because that's a measurable but it's a time because people yeah because people are are more familiar with that yeah but it's but really any athletic endeavor it's most prevalent in crossfit Mm. because there's a lot of crossfitters who are like oh i'm gonna i want to be good i want to be a good crossfitter i want to i want to be the best crossfitter i can be lose the booze oh no no i don't have to there's a lot of overlap there between that the part you know partying kind of dudes right and chicks and you know crossfitters right. too there's right like, the venn diagram overlaps a lot oh for sure so there's yep. you know you're telling some people some shit they don't want to hear oh yeah and they can't i mean oh, what i know i used to know some people that owned crossfit in town and they would have like barbecues and, and drink and drink and stuff like and, on and the that's grounds, gr- and that's great on the ground that's great know? for every for the average day guy crossfit jane crossfit joe that just wants to go and get in shape feel good ha- be healthy you right. can drink and be healthy yeah that's not what i'm saying that's not even it's remotely not what optimal. i'm saying but 10 people are gonna say well I, my cholesterol is low and i drink what the fuck that's not what i said <laughs> God, I hate that straw man bullshit. 
Yeah. Stick to the argument. Yep. It's you cannot be the best crossfitter that you want to be or that you can be and still have that in your life. It's going to inhibit your performance at yeah. some level. Right. Just a matter of degree. Just but like, don't act like it's giving you any benefits. Oh, yeah, that's no benefits. That's even that's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, here's uh, some tips what's regarding alcohol. It says, be mindful of your consumption. Um, Denial is a dangerous thing. You might start the night believing that you're the kind of person who can have just one drink, but by the next day, you'll be hungover and guilt-ridden. <laughs> <laughs> Decide how much you're planning to drink. Ooh, that's tough. People do not do that. And I don't know, like I said, I They don't stick to that either. Like on my birthday, and I'm trying to, you know, take my working out a little more serious right now. Yep. So I said, ah, it's my birthday. I'll just have a couple. Because yep. that's the one day. And people who know my story know that I give myself those holidays, and one of them's my birthday. Right. So having two was pretty, 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 pretty light. Pretty reserved pretty for light. me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but even still, the scary part into that goes in line with the, the, what this article says. The scary part is, I couldn't have had one. Right. I still needed that second one. Yeah. I didn't need it, but I no, no, really, I, really wanted it. I'm right there with you. Even having never drank, I'm right there with you. That's exactly what. Keeping it to two would be a massive achievement. Well, and two's doable because. Wait, just comes over. Can I start you guys off with something to drink? Yep, I'll have a Todd the X Man IPA. Okay, great. I'll get those out for you. And this is on purpose. Yeah, it's the business. Yeah. So I'll get those out for you. She puts it in front of me. I start drinking. She goes, "I'll be back to take your order." Because guess what's going to happen? They it's going to be done gone. with it, and they and want I, you And I one. am. Right. And that's like the food's coming. And yep. she's like, "You want another beer?" I'm like, "Well, I need one with the food." <laughs> They just got you to get two instead of one. Right. That's, yep. And I Smart. get it. Oh, and yeah. I get, that's how it works. Yep. Mel well, tries to skirt it by saying, can we just order now? <laughs> it's not going to stop me. You're messing up the kitchen's mojo. Yep. So, okay, here's another tip. Drink lots of water between your alcoholic drinks. It slows down the rate at which you finish your drink and ensures you are less likely to lose control. All of these things work, but never work. You're right, exactly. Nobody does it. Yeah, I mean, the better answer is just don't drink. I mean, right. that's ultimately, but that's so tough for people. I mean, if if it's part of your socializing and it's just what you do every weekend or maybe even every night, it's but, so hard. But if you need to Google this article and you need to come up with hacks, you need to just quit. Right, because if you're trying to find ways to justify it. Right. You know, it's kind of like when I was – you know, first getting into low carb keto kind of diets. And then I was like, just having to like replicate some keto oh. version of a dessert. Keto pizza. Yeah. Or keto pizza keto, or the bread. Keto ice cream. Yeah. Rather than just going, I just go without. Right. I was having to force myself to just go without instead of trying to somehow justify keeping those desserts in, in the, in the game. Yep. You know, when you, when you go, dude, just freaking don't eat it. Yep. You know, <laughs> That's but, when you give yourself the negative self-talk and go, don't be a pussy. Uh, right. Just freaking skip. You don't have to have the dessert. Right. Just eat the meat and the vegetables and call it good. Exactly. You know? The other part, too, is not just the effects of the physical poison that alcohol Which, is. Right. Yeah. And let's be honest. And just as a sober guy, you know, I sound like the, you know, the church lady over here. Mm, alcohol. Hmm. Could <laughs> it be Satan? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the... I could give a shit, right? As a libertarian-minded person, I don't care if you do heroin. Right, I don't either. I mean, if it doesn't affect me, do whatever the hell you want. Yep. 
But let's be honest about what alcohol is. It has no nutritional or dietary or fitness or any health benefit whatsoever. So just understand what it is. Yep. Poison. Right. And, you know, he always talks about the oxidative priority. Well, that's like number one, right? It's alcohol. Number one, yep. Meaning your before your body starts looking for fat to burn, it's, it's gonna, gonna get rid of the poison. Burn that first. It's like this shit, it's got energy value to it and it's poison. Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. Exactly. So it, and and but I think what people often overlook is the headache, the hangover, how it slows you down oh, yeah. to train the next day. Oh, big time. It's like, well, the alcohol's out of my system, but God, my head hurts. And then you go to the gym and you half-ass it. La- lagging. Yeah. Yeah, so here's another article. Seven ways drinking alcohol can affect your fitness goals <laughs> and why sweating out a hangover isn't a real thing. See, that's no, right there. That's really not. Yep. <clears throat> so metabolism, okay, it's talking about... Um, I really want a beer right now. Even with moderate consumption of alcohol, about one or two units of alcohol, approximately one beer, or now it's a spirits. Okay, this effect is minor. Okay, it starts to turn off or slow down the metabolism of other energy sources. Okay, so that's uh, the oxidative priority that processes ethanol in the liver. It's toxic to humans in high amounts. Moore says the liver prioritizes breaking down ethanol into byproducts that can be used or flushed out of the body because like you said your body's saying we need to get the shit out of here mm-hmm. before it does further damage right you know and i mean let's be honest you know like it, it is poison and if you drink enough of it for enough years you will not survive no and you will shorten your life yep. um that happened to my uncle i mean he died in his 70 and he drank through his whole 20s 30s 40s you know sure. partied bikers or just dude you know and by the time he was I don't know, i'm not sure what age 55 i mean five years older than me right as i right. right now his doctor you know his liver function was down to, i think like five percent sure and he started to have massive uh, decline mm-hmm. mentally oh you, you don't get away scot-free no even if you stop at that point no it's too late but she did and yep. then he ended up dying in a 70 in those last 15 years there was nothing behind that. It's eyes. amazing how much it was, the body can heal itself. But there when is you go a, over the cliff, there is a point of no return. It, there yeah. is. And, you know, you're really playing with a dangerous, you're playing a dangerous game, you know. And, I mean, our family lives pretty long. You know, my grandma's still alive. His mother's still alive. She's 95, oh. 96. I, sure. I forget exactly. You know, she had to see her son pass away at 70. Right. When it was completely preventable. You know, it's not getting hit by a car or something. I mean, this was something that, you know, happened that was completely uh, didn't have to. So, you know, be aware that that's a path that you could possibly go on if you have that type of personality. And for me, I think that's why I have to just steer clear. Um, So, but yeah, tying it back to uh, uh, fitness, you know, alcohol and fitness performance. Uh, It says, moderate drinking isn't likely to affect how you fare in the gym or on the field the next day, but once you move beyond moderate consumption to three or four drinks, your performance might be affected in a few different ways. Well, some would say three or four drinks is moderate. You know, it's all about like what you're labeling here too. (laughs) How you label what moderate and what low Right, because because everybody sets their own bar. So somebody might say three to four, is less than moderate. It's, yeah, nothing. Because when I get it's absolutely, up. when I get shit-faced, I drink 15. So, 
Seven or eight is moderate. Right. And it says here, when your liver is busy breaking down alcohol, it's less efficient at producing glucose to help fuel your workout. This is especially dangerous for diabetics for whom mixing alcohol and exercise can cause hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. Oh, dehydration, that's another piece of this too. Because oh, for sure. Alcohol is a diuretic. The big one is the next one. Yeah, so it affects how your kidneys reabsorb fluids. Um, that's why people have those pounding headaches and stuff. They're, you know, they're so dehydrated because um, of the alcohol. Sleep, okay, yeah, big time. Um, if you're not getting the quality sleep, I mean, as we know, that affects your performance, affects your gains, everything. Um, well, plus, if you're a party and you're just freaking not sleeping. You're up late, right. Yeah, but the problem is, is once you, and the article probably goes into this, but what happens is your body, it helps you fall asleep, but you don't stay asleep because it increases cortisol, which is a fight or flight. Yep. So your body's just constantly just fighting all night. Yeah, and it's not a good quality sleep. No. Um, muscle growth, okay. Um, uh, when we exercise, and especially if we lift weights, which we do, it produces small amounts of damage, but it's a stress to your muscle that causes to break down any older damaged proteins and rebuild new ones in their place. This process of protein breakdown and protein synthesis basically allows our muscles to recover. And if you do that, and then if you do that chronically, that's how our muscles grow. According to the person who wrote this, the process can of healing can take up to 48 hours after a heavy bout of exercise. Drinking more than a moderate amount during this period can sabotage the muscle's ability to recover and adapt to the exercise. So again, slowing down your, you're literally slowing down your gains. I mean, that's what he's saying there. Yep. Ooh, heart health. We just, we were just talking about that. One of the unsettling facts about alcohol and fitness doesn't necessarily have to do with exercising, but it has to do with your heart's ability to maintain a regular beat. Even though conventional wisdom has it that drinking a glass of wine per day is good for your heart, a large review study from 2016, which looked at data from close to 900,000 people, found that drinking moderately on a regular basis increases your risk of developing arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat. Mm. And blood pressure. Yeah. So, boom. There you go. And that's the whole thing is, you know, not once for you straw man people out there. Not once did I say, <laughs> you can't, if you're going to exercise, you can't drink. If you want to be healthy, you can't drink. Never said that. Nope. Never once. Mm -mm. But if you want to be the best you possible in terms of fitness, you can't. Right. So Understand try and, try and make your own rules, but <laughs> that you can't. Right. Understand that it's going to have a diminishing effect. Right. It's not going to be optimal for you. So... If you're fine with that, I mean, every right. adult. I don't care. I don't give a shit, but don't say, when you lose the marathon to the next guy by 20 seconds, don't say, well, I did everything I could if you were drinking the whole time during your training. Because you didn't. Right. Yeah, you didn't you, do everything you, you could. You could have done better. Yep. You weren't optimal. But, and this is a whole other conversation that we, I won't get into right now, but there's a similar, a parallel argument we could make but it would take another hour <laughs> of the same can be said with, with the, with obese people mm. and optimal fat loss in yeah. an optimal amount of time. So can you drink and lose weight and lose fat? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Will you in a reasonable amount of time? No, not as quickly. No, nope. you just right. won't. So you can say well, you will. One thing we didn't talk about, but then everybody goes, you know what? My buddy's got a six pack. He drinks all the time. 
<laughs> well, you're not him. Right. So stop doing that. And you know, it didn't even cover the amount of calories in booze. Yeah, it's the same as fat. Right. I mean, well, we're talking- seven. I mean- Fat's nine, but- With no nutritional value whatsoever. So no, it's really, just pure energy. Right. So you're, you're you know, adding- and caloric restriction, we know, is the the single biggest m- metric as far as losing fat. So if you're going over your your calorie limits every day by, you know, I don't know how many calories are in a beer. Your typical hundred, hundred and ten, like your regular light. Coors Light or whatever. Yeah, ninety to one hundred and ten. Okay, depends. Nine. I think Miller Light's ninety. <laughs> you know, he just said you, if you're getting shit faced, you're drinking fifteen beers. Well. That's 1,500 calories. Yeah, right? that's probably your caloric <laughs> intake for the day. Right. And if you drink 15 beers, you're eating- Guess you're, what you're doing. You're eating like shit when you get home. Yeah, you're like, oh, the fucking pizza sounds good. Right. I'll throw one of these Totinos in. Yep. <laughs> might as well, well, if there's more room in the oven, I might as well make two. I'll just have the next one. I'll have that one tomorrow. Oh, God. Completely. I mean, how many people would overeat? The The- you know the overlap or the you know the the matching curves of overeating while over drinking have oh. to be just parallel, completely parallel. <laughs> That's a reason there's food trucks. <laughs> well, right, exactly. <laughs> you walk out of the bar; it's one thirty in the morning. You see the greasy, like shitty taco. Sh- the taco place for, or for the eighteen dollars for yeah, taco or the giant, you know, shaved meat thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that nothing's it, better than no. that at two in the morning. Nothing's right? better than anything. At two in the morning when you're <laughs> shit-faced and you're not even really hungry because oh, you probably went out to eat before you went to the yeah, bar. You're, not, you're definitely not hungry. It's just a crime of opportunity. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Bottom line, any amount of booze is suboptimal, and that, that's just the hard truth. And you can you can drink and, and still get in shape and, and improve your athletic performance, but just change your goals. Not as just not change as your goals if you don't. And so. don't beat yourself. I see so many people, especially in the CrossFit space. I see so many people train their asses off and they piss it all down the drain in the form of beer right. or booze, and then they say, you know what they say? Oh, next year, I'm just going to train that much harder. Right. Don't even consider cutting. No. Yeah. No. They think it's just more time in the gym. I just cut up. I have weaknesses and and, and I half-assed it. And they beat themselves. They do the self-shame thing. They beat the shit out of themselves. And it wasn't the training at all. It was a lack of training. Yeah. They just weren't being optimal. And when you're in, I mean, you just finished watching the CrossFit, whatever they call it. Right. Yep. I mean, that stuff is the level at, at that level. It's like razor thin margins between, you know. Whether you, you know, between that le- that like level of competitor meditating might be the difference, right? I mean, first it's, and everybody's tenth. so excellent, right? That just the people that made it there in such a high level that you know you need every possible competitive advantage to even have a shot, right? And if that's your job and you're there as a professional athlete, I mean, you you know your performance depends on this shit. And those people don't even look at booze, right? And but you know what? Those same crossfitters I'm talking about will say, oh, they do. I see their Instagram. No, they don't. Show me. Right. They don't. They're maybe, just, they just keep trying like to justify the it. after the competition they do. or something. Yeah, right? after yeah. the games, right. they're letting loose a little bit. For like a week or something, and then they're right back ahead. Right. Yeah. And it's off. It's They yeah. turn it off. Yeah, because they know. They have to. Everyone knows. You can't leave anything, any potential gains on the table. Right. Otherwise, you're, you're not even going to place. And, you know. and the argument that I always get into is, why don't, well, try, try, right. just don't drink. Yep. Try. Nope. It's not negotiable. <laughs> so, but yeah, but you don't have a problem. Yep. 
they're, they're not even willing to give it up. Right. <laughs> I know. I, I have a problem. I mean, I had to. It was getting scary there for a while, and I just, you know, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I, I just said I had to prove it to myself. That you could do it. Well, I haven't gone a weekend for a long time, and right. I'm like, is this getting sideways? Right. So I'm just like, well, it's one way to find out. Because people always say, Don't, I can stop anytime I want. Yeah, well, no, you, then do it. How can you never do that? Then prove it. <laughs> Prove it to yourself. You don't have to prove it to me. Right. Quit lying to yourself and prove it by not doing it. Right. It's 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 that shame versus positive reinforcement thing again. Yep. You know what what you know what do you have to say to somebody to make them realize, you know? And like I said, we're libertarians, so we don't give a shit what you no. do. But if you're asking our opinion, this is what we're gonna say. And if you don't like it, then so be it. But And I think a lot of people, and we can close with this. Yep. A lot of people are afraid that they can't. Oh, yeah. That's a big reason. People are like, yes. What if I can't? Right. They don't. Probably some people can't. If, you, if you're our age and you've been drinking every weekend, every weekend for 35 years. Right. Shit. It probably is hard. You don't know. Plus, Stop it, saying you could. You don't know. Because you don't know. Yep. And then especially in the summer, you know, in the lake. Yep. I mean, if, you know, and of course I don't drink, so I can't relate, but, you know, you hang out with a lot of, well, I hang out with people that do, obviously, but it's just such an integral part. What's going on this weekend, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Where, where are we drinking? Right. Or, where yeah. are we drinking? Yeah, yep. exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the comment. Yep. Or if you're going on the pontoon or fishing or water skiing or whatever, it's just assumed that's going to be part of it. Like, it's just a question of who's picking it up. Right. Who's picking up the booze? Right. Or is it already in the garage fridge at the lake? Right. You yeah, know, it's, it's not even a f- not even a thought that it would be included. Right. Like if you were to show up and then there wasn't any, you'd be like, "What the what the fuck?" The bottom of every invite, <laughs> BYOB. Right. Uh, it's just they'd be incredulous if there was no booze there. You'd be like, why are we even here? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's that's why I did it. I said I haven't gone on a weekend for a long time. Mm-hmm. I got to see if I can, and I could. I did it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. Did you find yourself like craving it? Well, I, I, I found myself craving that long ass Friday work day, unwind, long week, you know, grinding all day, having a side hustle and working out and training. I'm like, oh, I could just, I could picture myself on the deck, yep. flipping some burgers, eating a, or drinking an ice cold IPA. You know what it's like? And then like? that alcohol just surges through and you get that warm feeling and it just, everything, you just chill. You know what it's like? And it's hard, It's a lot easier to see when you switch it with cigarettes. Uh-huh. But if you were, but you could have sure. said that exact same paragraph yep. and just said with a Marlboro. Right. I'm on the deck cooking, you know, light the Marlboro. Oh, yeah. it's just relaxing after the hard week. Exact same yeah. paragraph. Yep. yep. But then when you, when you snack cigarettes, you go, yeah, but those are bad for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're both bad. Right. <laughs> but it's just so much more clear. Right. You know, it's in, it's right. in a uh, very high contrast. When You know, when you say cigarettes, you're like, well, that's stupid because those are horrible for you. Well. Right. We're, we're making the same point here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. 
So send us emails to info at fitandfurious.com. Did you get a CAC score? Have you ever tried to quit drinking? Has it affected your performance? Let us know. Put a comment on the YouTube comments below this video. Make sure you're watching on YouTube. We get valuable visuals and weekly extra content. Check us out anywhere audio podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. It really helps grow the show. We're almost at 100 subscribers on YouTube. Come on, baby. <laughs> Click subscribe. We'll get some friends to do it, too. I want to I want to see a hundo. And we do. We'll just we'll drink a lot to celebrate. Sure. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show, go to FuriousMerch.com uh, for T-shirts. I thought of a new T-shirt I'm going to make. You know how there's always suns out, guns out? Yeah. I'm going to make one that says rains out, gains out. <laughs> Sure. That's good, right? Yeah, there probably is one. I know, but I, I swear, I just thought, I've never seen that. I just thought of it. Oh, so okay. I'm trademarking that shit right now. I thought of it. Perfect. It, there may be a hundred versions of it already, <laughs> but I didn't know. Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. FuriousMerch.com to support the show, and we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>